Hello everyone and welcome back to Off the Shelf. I want to take a quick moment before we get into this episode to say thank you to everyone who reached out following last week's episode. It's never easy coming forward and talking about painful experiences and I promise this won't be the last but I was feeling really nervous about it and also kind of like I felt like I shed some weight off of my heart Um, but I just want to remind you going forward that this is my journey and this is your journey and this is our journey it won't look the same and no matter what it's completely valid if no one else will just know that I am holding space for you and your experience and your feelings are valid So with that being said, let's get into this episode. When I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about in this week's episode, I figured what better topic than to talk about change and growing up and the grief that comes with that and dealing with grief that we already have while we're experiencing change and and trying to grow up and I think I'm at a great point in my life where I I have a very good perspective on these things and I'm I'm currently learning how to deal with my life now and live my life now without my dad but I'm also experiencing a lot of different changes and transitions in my I recently moved countries and I live in a completely different state than I did when I was much younger. I now live with my husband and now I'm I'm living in a new city and I have a new job and it's been so much change um, on top of this incredible loss that I had just had. Um, so all of these things have just been hitting me at once, you know? I, I left the place that I'd spent, you know, the last six years of my life, and it was very much such a solid decision that my dad and I made together. Every decision that I've ever made, every move that I've ever made, every strategy, every just idea was always made with my dad or was run by my dad because he was quite literally my best friend and my big supporter. And it's been very difficult having to navigate my life and figure out what is the best decision to make and what would he think and oh my goodness I wish he was here all of these things are just so crazy to me and I'm I'm still I feel like I'm in the thick of it now you know like before I was kind of away on my own and um I I was very sheltered I guess when it came to just experiencing like I tried to limit my triggers and I tried to limit you know, as much as I could, experiencing all these things after he died. And now, I'm 
quite literally in the thick of it. I'm now experiencing some of the tough stuff, like where you're just sitting there and you're like, man, I wish I could pick up the phone and call him. And it's been very difficult. I'm I'm sure that I've been living life on autopilot, to be honest, the past few months to even a little over a year, honestly. It's almost two years, wow, when I really think about it. Um, it's, it's crazy because, like, on one hand, it feels like yesterday, and on the other hand, it feels like so long ago. But anyways, so... I've just been living life on autopilot. I've been trying to, honestly, it's been survival mode. I've been in survival mode. And the change has been very difficult for me. I think if I'm being honest, I I have a lot of breakdowns um, because it's very overwhelming to be in new environments and to adjust to... um, new jobs and and meeting new people um and and dealing with this heavy weight you know like I I'm always very bright when I'm out and about but on the inside I feel dark and twisty I just wish that he he was here and I was I wish that he was here experiencing all of these things with me it's crazy. I was picking up my badge at work and all I could think about was how he would basically make sure that I photocopied it so that way he could have it and show it to people and how he would always come and visit me on lunch and especially because I have an extra room He's, I I just think of him just picking up all of his stuff and moving here and living <laughs> living here with me because that's what he loved. Like he loved being around us and especially um, little old me because I just let him get away with everything. You know, anytime I was at home, it was always. I was just always the the one to be like, leave him alone. He can do whatever he wants. And he used to do that with me too because I'm the baby. So um, it's just all those little little things that I think about um, how he would love to be a part of these different seasons of my life, whether it's getting a new job or planning my, my wedding and walking me down the aisle and having our father-daughter dance things like that I know he would love to be here for and I would love for him to be here I keep telling people all the time that for my dress fitting he would have been there with me I would have dragged him honestly I wouldn't have had to drag him he loved going dress shopping with me. That was something him and I used to do together all the time. And he would patiently sit and wait and offer me all of his opinions and which colors looked nice and, you know, what shoes to wear with what killer dress he, he liked. And he was my best friend. 
and I go through a lot of these changes just aching because I wish he was here and it's more so not only is it grieving the fact that they're not here for you you're also grieving for them grieving the fact that they're missing out on all of these things so I really felt this way especially when I started traveling because that's something my dad and I wanted to do together after I graduated university and um, before I went to law school we wanted for me to like we we were going to pick a few places and go and travel together and I honestly after he died like I never really thought that I would do that and what got me to that point was I was in the city that I um, went to school in and I got a job there and I ended up staying a little bit after graduation Um, and my dad was actually supposed to come and bring me home the week that he had died Um, so I had went back to go and pack my things and, and wait for him to bring his truck up to come and move me and that's when he had passed away um so after all of that I just didn't know what to do so I stayed put and I stayed in my apartment and I limited as much as I could I didn't let anything trigger me or tried not to let anything trigger me it didn't really work though um And it got to the point where I just got to a very dark place. I mean, I lived alone at the time and I I had graduated. I mean, I was working, but I was just kind of working, coming home and I was lonely. And my husband, like, um, he was far away, so he didn't really, like, he was there and he knew what was going on um but it was so hard without him you know and it's hard being in a long distance relationship and then when you're grieving and because I had started that new job I couldn't go visit him frequently yet because um I was on like the typical three month like probation and then you can take your time off so when that happened, I was just very isolated. All of my friends had moved back to Toronto to be at home with their families. Um, they tried to come up as often as they could, right? But five hours away, not ideal. Um, and the winter didn't make it any any better. So I got to a point where I was really alone. I had no one but my husband to talk to and um again like I mentioned in the in the introduction episode I always just thought that you know he was going through so much having lost a brother having dealt with this loss so close to mine probably having residual feelings when he got the call about my dad (laughs) And having to go through all of that again, I'm very aware of how that might make him feel. And although <laughs> we love being there for each other, and I know he loves being there for me, and he he's always shows up, I just, for some reason, just 
worry about him like any anyone would and I just got so dark to the point where I just didn't want to be alive anymore I remember that I had a very hard time eating very hard time sleeping and I was having frequent panic attacks I couldn't I couldn't sleep without screaming because of how just painful all of this was. And, uh, sorry. <laughs> but I ended up, one day I just decided I couldn't do this anymore. So... I I begged my my husband. I was like, "Let's please plan a trip. Let's go. I just need to get out of here. There's so many things that remind me of him, and I just couldn't do it." So that's when we decided to go to Jamaica. We decided to do that for our six year anniversary to give us something to look forward to and and a new memory. And it was great because it was in the Caribbean. That's where my dad grew up. Um, so. Like, he sailed around on a boat for four years, too, like, all around the Caribbean. So, all of, like, just the stories he would tell about, you know, how dogs aren't domesticated there, and you see wild horses everywhere, just all of those things. I was able to see all that on the trip, and I was able to explain that to my husband and tell him, like, oh, this is, you know, what dad did, and... I was able to give him all these stories and and show him the food that we would eat and all this other stuff. And it was healing in a way. I, I felt that traveling, I didn't travel because I felt better or I was moving on or life was easy. I traveled because I felt dead inside. I felt numb. I felt sad. I felt like I didn't want to be alive anymore and I needed to find a, a way to, to live again. I needed to experience something outside of my environment. Something, a way that allowed me to reflect on live, on my life with my dad and allowed me to miss him but didn't have the pain that followed with all of these like little places we went to and like just like those constant reminders I just couldn't deal with it and that's what living in my area or going you know um, to different parts in Ontario or going to his home all of those things were just so difficult for me I couldn't do it So I wanted to find a way where I could be connected yet disconnected. I wanted to feel connected to the people in my surroundings, but I wanted to feel disconnected in the sense that I didn't want them knowing my story. I like the, I didn't have to tell them my story. I didn't have to pretend that I was okay, nor did I have to tell them what I was going through. Like, oh, I lost my dad. I didn't have to explain that. It was very much, you know, how anyone would be on vacation. And that's what I did with Jamaica. And I did that uh, with my stepmom in London. We, um, we had a very great trip just talking and, and seeing all the historical sites and thinking about all of the little things dad would say. And, you know, it, it, we did that for his birthday specifically. 
and that meant so much to me just being able to be connected yet disconnected traveling really helped me deal with the change and if I could give anyone advice it would be to get out of the triggering surroundings get out so that way you can just kind of look back at it with a clearer head and figure out your next moves because by doing that like I I was able to kind of put my life into perspective and and figure out okay this is what I need to do next and I don't know I was able to give myself time to lick my wounds without constantly picking at the scab and having it bleed and that's what being in in that environment did to me so you know I must say that although everyone saw me posting in Jamaica and and in London behind the scenes I, I was really grieving and I think it's important to just not judge anyone by the way that they handle change because it, it's so hard to deal with and it's so uncomfortable and we all deal with it in different ways and I, looking back on it, I'm glad that I went and I did those things and I'm glad that I got out of my comfort zone um, and I recommend that for for people that you know are struggling with change and growing up it's it's very hard and you need to kind of do your best to make yourself feel comfortable so if it means staying inside or if it means going out and traveling and doing whatever it is and clearing your head do it whatever it looks like for you it's valid but don't let the scariness of change stop you because honestly if I hadn't got gotten up and and done those things and tried to make sense of the change by traveling and clearing my head and and doing what I needed to do and connecting with people that shared my grief or I don't think I would be here right now if I hadn't done those things so I think it's just important for us to not judge other people by how they handle change and it's important for us to to do what makes us feel comfortable or what makes us feel alive I'm really hoping that covered everything I guess I am planning on making more than one episode surrounding this topic so if it didn't cover any everything in this episode then it will in the next few um but I think I'm gonna end it here it's been great rambling today I found that I was able to get just a lot off my chest and things that I've just experienced the past few weeks few months and even the past year and just how I've dealt with the change and I owe a lot of that to my husband and my doggy Archie and and traveling really all of that really helped me get 
my mind in order and helped me get to where I am now, um, which I will talk about more. So I'm going to end it here and I hope everyone is doing well and I will talk to you all next time.